on Facebook and Instagram. And right now it is episode 101, 102. Honestly, I can't remember because what I do for my podcast, little insider information, um, I record, you know, a couple podcast episodes ahead of time. And just in case if I go somewhere, get sick, go on vacation, I always have a episode ready to be put out each and every week. And sometimes, you know, I get someone on the show that I haven't interviewed and I really, really want to talk to. I try to book them in no matter what day, no matter what time, just to have them on the show because they couldn't go with my um, schedule. So that's why I don't really remember what my episode number is right now, but um, I'm pretty sure it's either 101 or 102. And shout out to all the people that are already watching and listening to me live. If you want to chime in, say hello, ask a question, or give me a high five or chest bump, go ahead and uh, I'll give you a little shout out back. So to get started, I always like to do my little intro and kind of go from there. So welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafael Machuszewski, and today I am going solo once again. And shout out to Steven. He still wants one of these shirts. I am eventually going to go meet this guy that I've interviewed, and I will give him a shirt personally. Um, actually, with all my guests on my show, my ultimate goal is to meet them personally and hand them a shirt and represent one of the best podcasts in the industry of health and fitness. So another round of shout-outs from my top three cities listening to my podcast this past week. It is number one, Boston. Shout out to those guys. Number two, I'm going international, and I am sorry if I butcher this name, but it's Medellin, Colombia. Really cool that people in Colombia are listening to my show. And number three, this city has been popping up a lot. It's Houston, Texas. Shout out to those guys. And uh, from there, I kind of want to talk about my you know, 100 episodes before I get into my personal topic that I brought up the other day about um, depression. But on a lighter note, um, you know, it's been over 100 episodes and I am thrilled to have gone to this point because I remember when I first started this podcast, I was so freaking nervous that I was going to suck, that no one was going to listen, that, you know, everything that could go wrong would go wrong, and I'm surprised that I'm already here, and I'm always trying to improve this show, so for all my listeners out there, feel free to reach out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or whatever it is, and let me know what you want to see, or hear more of, or less of, or just have a suggestion on how to make it better. And 
I want to make this podcast the best there is. So any kind of feedback would be great. And um, I, I just wanted to share a story about when I first started this podcast. I remember um, just taking my laptop, going into my closet, which is like right back there, and sitting in there because I felt embarrassed that maybe someone down the hall in my apartment building would hear would hear me or the people outside because I have my windows open would hear me and make fun of me. Um, really stupid stuff. And I remember pressing record and listening to that recording that I first did of like my story episode one. And I was just like, holy shit, this is so bad. And now it's going to be on the internet forever. And if you actually go back to my first episode, it was just horrible. And it's weird because I've had some people listen back to it and they're like, oh, you seem like a natural from it. And I'm like, nah, I was really nervous and I wanted to throw up when I was recording. And I was lucky it didn't go all over my keyboard. But, you know, as you, if you've been listening since the beginning and you know, you kind of followed me as we went along. Um, I, you know, I improved a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and I took time to figure out um, better ways to interview people, trying to get better, like, answers from people that have never been on a podcast and kind of gave me, like, one-word answers because those people kind of suck when they don't really give you the feedback. Like, the best guess I've had is where... I would be giving them a question and the moment I'm not even done my question, they're already answering me because they have all this like thought and idea that they want to put into this um, question that I'm giving them. Those are the best interviews. But there are some people that are just shy and don't have that, I guess, charisma to kind of like just jump on board and be really good at just conversing with somebody else on a podcast. So one of my main missions was to figure out what's the best way to, um, you know, get those people to open up. And I think over the course of 100 episodes, it's been going really well. And I'm always looking a way to improve. And, you know, if I find anything online of how to interview better, I'm reading it. And even asking questions that are not even relating to fitness and health, but you get to know the person a little bit more. And um, I actually enjoy doing that more than just asking, oh, what's your take on the ketogenic diet? Crap like that. Um, the other cool thing that I started doing, I think it was around the episode 70 mark, was you know solo episodes like this that have now turned into Facebook Live, Instagram Live videos. And, you know, the people that have been listening to my um, podcast that add me on Facebook, I will always message them and be like, hey, thanks for adding me. How did you find me? Turns out it was my podcast. And I'll, I'll ask them, like, what episodes have you listened to? Which ones were your favorite? Which ones did you hate? And what do you think of my solo episodes? And almost, actually, every single person said they were really good. And I was surprised by that because I'm just, like, rambling about random shit all the time. And they said that it you know, made them feel like they were connected and it was more personable and they, it almost felt like I was talking to them. <laughs> I was talking to them directly and they could actually feel 
what I was feeling when I was talking about it at that moment. And, you know, one person that I interviewed on my podcast asked why I wasn't doing solo episodes. And honestly, I didn't have an answer for him. And, you know, around episode 70 something, I decided, you know what, for like 10, 15 minutes, I'm just going to go chat about random stuff and um, see if people like it. And so far it has. And I think this whole idea of Facebook Live and Instagram Live is making it that much better because, you know, you get to see me, you get to see another another great shirt, and um, yeah, you get to see me ramble in my natural habitat with my tea. So the thing and topic that I want to talk about today, which is really, really important to me, is this topic of depression. And you know, I'm no way certified, qualified, or anything like that to give recommendations, to diagnose, to anything on a professional level when it comes to mental health. But as a person who has been through depression and multiple times actually, I can share my own personal story, my own personal struggle. And I wouldn't say I've overcome it, but there was ways for me to get by to keep going each and every day. Um, I think I'll share, you know, a couple. I'll share a couple ex- like own personal experiences. But the thing I want to get my point across is there's this weird thing when it comes to mental health. Like, you know, if you were in a conversation with someone and they're like, hey, you want to hang out on this day, Sunday, whatever, and you're like, oh, I can't because I'm going to go to my therapist. People look at you like, whoa, like, what's wrong with you? Whereas if you said, oh, I'm going to go to my naturopath, I'm going to go to my physio, I'm going to go see my Cairo, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, good luck. Hopefully you feel better. But when it comes to seeing a professional, what's like going on here, it's like, oh shit, like there's something really wrong with you. And in reality, there is a shit ton of stuff wrong with us that we don't, you know, show to people. Whereas if it's a physical injury or a skin condition or any other kind of condition, it's like, oh man, I really hope you're going to be okay or feel better. And hopefully like when you go to the doctor, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to mental health, it's like this whole different world. Like you're a weirdo, which doesn't make sense to me. Right. Um, We need to get past that. Right. Like we can't start looking at people differently if they're fighting anxiety, depression or whatever they're going through. It's it's just part of life. Everyone has gone through it. Even if you think you haven't, you probably didn't, just didn't notice it and you didn't take the time to like sit down and be like, whoa, what happened to me this past month? Now, my first experience with depression would have been with, you know, when I was in high school and I was overweight and literally did not know what the hell was wrong with me. You know, I think the big thing there was I felt trapped. And I think when it comes to depression, a lot of people feel like the whole world is kind of caving in on them 
and they can't get out and they're almost like paralyzed. I think that this, that's the best way to describe it is if you're depressed, you most likely feel paralyzed and you don't understand why it's happening to you and you don't really know how to get yourself out. Like you're just stuck and it's happening to you constantly. So when, in my example, when I was, it hit me hard in grade eight, you know, like all my friends were really, really fit and athletic and I was this 200 pound kid that had no girls noticing them, girls calling me ugly, disgusting, I would never even think about you, blah, 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 and that just like crushed me inside. You know, and some people might argue like, oh, you just felt bad and sad about yourself. You're not depressed. No, like if this lasted for two years, feeling the same way, trapped and paralyzed, then that's depression. You can be sad about something for a few days or if like you broke up with your boyfriend or girlfriend and it was, you know, a couple days where you're like, ah, shit, this sucks. I don't feel like doing anything. But when you are depressed for two years, well, sorry, sad for two years, that's depression. If you can't get yourself out, you don't feel like doing anything, like being able to get out of bed and getting dressed is like a huge accomplishment for you, then that's depression. And, you know, I don't know how I got out of it. And I always think back to that one weekend where I decided that I'm going to stop feeling like complete shit and stop blaming myself and just change my life. I don't know how that happened, how that came out of me to better myself, but it did. And I'm so thankful that whatever might have influenced me during that time that I don't remember. And I really wish I did to, in order to, you know, help other people to kind of get them out of that funk. Because as a coach, I've seen clients go through it. And again, I can't bring that up being like, hey, I've noticed you being depressed or sad or blah, blah, blah. But I can always say like, hey, what's going on? Um, but I wish I knew what it was to kind of get there. Um, I think the second time, the most recent time, was a moment in my career where I felt like my talents weren't being used effectively. I couldn't grow my business. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I couldn't create the freedom that I wanted to do. So I was pigeonholed, right? Like I couldn't move forward. And for me, kind of being like this entrepreneur, my main focus is always to be moving forward, even if it's laterally to the left or laterally to the right and then eventually going to my goal but you know as this entrepreneurial like DNA in me wanting to always progress and go forward and having this force in front of me saying no constantly it it took its toll over time and I think it was a good three months where I would wake up to go to work and I, I, just, I just felt like I couldn't do it. You know, I was t- like telling myself, like, what's the worst that could happen if I just kept sleeping and whatever, like, fuck it. You know what I mean? And the only thing that kept me going is that I had so many people counting on me who were my clients. And 
in my life, my clients are one of the most important things. And I always feel that I cannot let them down because I'm like, they're almost like my children, you know, like I have to protect them. I need to make sure they're going the right direction, that they're being led and they won't be like, they won't have any harm come to them. So that was the only thing that kind of got me through because I had people counting on me. And, you know, I remember there was times where, you know, after I train all my clients in the morning, come home and kind of work on my computer, I had no motivation, no nothing to even like answer an email. And for the people who know me personally, like I can easily wake up at 5 a.m. and just crush the entire day of work until 8 p.m. solid. And that can like would consist of like training clients for six hours that day and then getting my workout in, you know, walking my dog, crushing emails, programs, creating content, doing the podcast and everything like that. And knowing that that's going to take me to the next level of my career, but having this force field in front of me where I couldn't progress my business and that is an entire different story that I will probably bring up down the road, but it's just too fresh right now for me. Um, yeah, like I just didn't have it in me to even answer an email when I got home. And there was a lot of times where, you know, I would go work out and I wouldn't even listen to music. I just didn't have the motivation. There was times where, you know, one of my favorite things is to work out. And I've said it on my show a bunch of times that, you know, the difference between a trainer and a client is that a trainer wakes up and they're like, fuck yeah, I'm going to deadlift today. And then a client wakes up, they're like, oh, I have to work out today. And for the first time, actually in my life, I woke up thinking I have to work out today, just like any other client. Like I didn't want to. And I had to like physically force myself to get changed into my workout gear and try to lift. And most of the time I would be like, ah, oh, not even done my warm up. Oh, I've already done two sets. I think that's enough. And like my workouts would go from, you know, an hour to an hour and a half to 30 to 40 minutes because I just, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't get myself in the mindset to lift heavy and crush it. Like that was the first time that's ever happened to me. And I was like, fuck, what is going on? And there were so many nights where I couldn't sleep. Like I just felt like there was shit running in my mind all the time. And I could be exhausted because I'm a type of person where I have, if I have to wake up at 5 a.m., I feel like I could sleep for like six hours a moment, 2 p.m. hits. And, you know, I would get sleep for like three hours and then still work the full day the next day. And the clearest image of this time in my life would be like I would after my workout, I would go into the shower and stand there facing like the tile wall with my forehead against the wall, letting the water hit me and like literally just stand there for like 20 minutes and thinking like, what the fuck is going on? And I couldn't focus. I was, I just, I just didn't enjoy life. Right. And this whole idea of being paralyzed and trapped, it, it overcame my life. And I was like, what the hell is going on? 
And, you know, like, thank God for my wife who is able to talk to me about this stuff. And we have such an open relationship that she's helped me so much through a lot of my shit. And, you know, today I look back at that moment in my career where I was like, if I still stayed in my previous career in that other gym, like, I don't think I could get out of that funk ever. I think it would take a toll on my marriage. It'd probably take a toll on my life. And who knows what could have happened. And thinking back to that moment of what was going on and kind of comparing it to my first experience with depression back in high school, there was a similarity of me almost changing there was a moment where I felt like I needed to change. And if I had to give advice to someone whoever is depressed or is dealing with issues, if you ever get this like small little feeling in the back of your head or a small thought that runs through your brain where you felt like the only way to get out is changing one thing, like fucking jump on it because that is your lifeline. Like jump on that thing and just keep going um looking back at it it's always been that little thought that I had to just jump in leap 100% in and it's always led me to some amazing change in my life like life-changing stuff so now I'm at a position where when I wake up I, I can't wait to go to work to see my clients to be in the environment that I'm in to work on new projects. Like I'm more busy than I've ever been in my life and I absolutely love it. If I was this busy in my previous position, who knows what would have happened? You know, I, who knows? I, I always think of the worst case scenario and that's what would probably have happened. So, you know, just being open like this I already feel like there is like a huge weight lifted off of me. And I think for people dealing with any kind of mental health issue is just to be open with others. And it's easier said than done. Even if it's one person, even if it's like, why don't you even do a vlog, a personal vlog to yourself just to be able to, you know, open up. And it might even sound stupid, but like as you're driving your car, like talk to yourself. I do this all the time. Like I have all these thoughts running through my head all the time and just, you know, talking to yourself can help. Um, but I hope that anyone that's listening that is fighting any kind of depression, anxiety or any other kind of mental issue, like you need to know that there's always a place for you in this world. There's always someone that is willing to help to listen to you. There's always that lifeline, like I mentioned, that will come across your mind and you just need to see it and freaking grab onto it like it's your last chance because it's going to get you out. And I hope that me rambling about this stuff helped at least one person or maybe made one person think about this topic a little differently and were like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. 
And I think I'm just going to end it there. And if anyone wants to talk, if anyone wants to reach out, I am here. Like I have a lot of people listening to this podcast and I'm sure at least one person has dealt with some personal shit like this before. And I am happy to email you back, message you back or whatever it is, or even get onto a Skype call and just chat it out. Like I'm in this business to help others and it would be really shitty for me to be like, no, you need to pay me for me to help you. I'm here to help people. So if you want to reach out, feel free. I am going to sign off now and edit this episode together and then put it up on my SoundCloud so everyone can listen and you don't have to watch me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, so thank you for listening. And again, I'm going to say this on at the end of every single episode. Please, 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 please share this podcast with your friends and family, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever social media platform you're on. And thank you for all the people on Facebook Live who are watching and that joined me. And thank you, everybody on Instagram who joined and watched. And we will see you next week and we will go from there. All right, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that live episode I did on Facebook and Instagram. And I am going to promote my online coaching services a little bit more often on my podcast as I don't have any advertisers on the show. I don't make a dollar cent or anything off this show. So I thought I would be selfish and just promote that I am now accepting online coaching clients. So if you are at all interested in getting some online coaching from me, some one-on-one attention where we focus on training, nutrition, and getting you from point A to point B. So if you are at all interested or just want to chat on Skype about different options, I will link a application form to the show notes of this episode where you'll answer some questions about yourself, your experience, what your goals are, and what Netflix TV series you like, and then we'll gonna kind of go from there. So link is in the show notes, and that's it from me for this week. And until next time, you guys.